Good morning, sports fans. Or evening, or afternoon. Welcome to From Bob's Sports Office. Nope, Sports Desk. Every single week, I'm going to get that wrong. I'm one of your hosts, Jake Mathis. And I'm Jacob Bomber. Um, this week, we... Hopefully we do something like this moving forward. We posted, I posted a few questions, a poll on Instagram and had people respond one or the other and use those just as our topics of conversation. And so for this week, we just have five topics that we're going to go over. Um, the first one was who is going to win NBA MVP this year, LeBron or Giannis? Um, the second one is how many times are the Astros going to be hit by a pitch? Um, <laughs> over under was 87. That's so much. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, the third one was how many wins would the Angels have? And that was um, over under 86. The fourth one was who is going to get more, who's going to finish higher in the MVP race in the National League, um, Cody Bellinger or Mookie Betts? And lastly, which team would win the XFL championship, either the Seattle Battlehawks, Seattle, St. Louis Battlehawks, or any other this team? This is a very biased question. It is. So that's the way that works. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. So we're going to lead with LeBron versus Giannis. Um, Jake has not seen these results because he didn't vote. Yeah, I, a, I chose not to. I wanted to go in blind. Yeah, he wanted to. Well, he wanted to keep the sanctity of the vote for mm -hmm. one. And then also, he just... So, we had a total of 72 votes. That's much more than I expected. Wow. I know. Thanks. Thanks Is it all of the ones like, kind of like that? Or? Uh, 72, 71, 76, 69. Nice. And 60. So, yeah, that was pretty good. So, of the 72 votes, how do you think it was split between Giannis and LeBron? Pretty evenly, probably. So, like, do you think it was 36-36, or...? Is that possible? That is possible. No, I don't think it was dead even. If you had to guess. I think LeBron has more of an edge because of where we live. Giannis, 37. LeBron, 35. Wow. Yeah. So... I, it would have been 36-37 if I voted. Well, if I'm voting, it would have been 38-36. So, um, yeah, so... Giannis and LeBron are both having insane seasons. Um, for the first time in his career, LeBron is leading the league in assists, which is crazy. remarkable in year 17 at his age um, to all of a sudden just be, I mean, it's not like he's 50, but he's still one of the older guys in the league. So He pretty much is 50. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then on top of that, he's still averaging 25 points, almost eight rebounds, shooting almost 50%, which is pretty good because he is still taking a lot of outside shots. He is, and it's very interesting to watch. Um, so, obviously LeBron's having a great year, but Giannis is at almost 30 points per game, almost 14 rebounds, 6 assists, shooting 55% from the field. And a lot of times, so there's two, there's a few ways to go about choosing who you think is MVP. Literally, MVP stands for Most Valuable Player. So a lot of times in the discussion, it's, well, what does it mean to be the most valuable player? Because some people define that as, no, just who is the best player? Who is the player who's having the best year? So you can take that standpoint, or you can say which player is literally contributing the most to his team's success. And without him, they would be much worse off. That Most people think that is where the value is. 
So even if you're the best player in the league, if you're on the worst team in the league, then what value do you have if it didn't matter and your team was still really bad? That is the argument that is directed at Mike Trout quite often for being the best player in the league on not a good team. And so are you really adding value there? Um, So it kind of depends how you want to define it. I don't know what your opinion is, but for me, I always think of... I try to combine the two. Who has been the best player and is contributing the most to his team's success? Um, yeah, my definition is probably a little bit of both, but I think I had more for who's having the most like awe-inspiring year. Like just like wow, they are killing it. Kind of like how Lamar Jackson, like his team was still good around him, but he was also by far blowing out the water with how good he was playing. So then why why do you choose LeBron over Giannis? Um, I think that LeBron is taking the team that he has to he's our leader for sure. Both both of them are leaders. Um both are very good leaders and they know how to lead the team on and off the court. Um but with LeBron this year, um I see it more of this is one of his more dominating years in a long time we've seen. But I saw a stat where LeBron James might be the best player every single year, but he's not going to win MVP every single year because we expect him to do well. But this year he's breaking something we normally expect him to like do a lower number of average like for assists and stuff like that, but he's breaking everything with assists this year, which is what I think is important. Why he would be an MVP is because he isn't normally just doing the great years we expect. He's going up and above them by doing the assists as well. But it also helps when you have Anthony Davis to do assists. So what do you think, if you had to choose which statistics to you meant, because you have to be able to point towards yeah. something, like to just say, well, they lead their team the best. Like, well, Chris Paul is a great leader too, and some people would put him high in the MVP race. And Luka Doncic is leading, leading Dallas really well. And um, Kawhi. Yeah. And so you have a bunch of really good leaders. So when if you're looking at just straight stats, which stats are you looking at that tell you, okay, this is why I would vote for this person? Like, if you had to, if you didn't get to watch a second of any game and you were only given mm-hmm. papers that showed stats for every player in the league, um, how would you choose your MVP? Probably games played, minutes, kind of like how he's used and stuff like that. Because I'm not going to say someone who who's averaging a fourth of the minutes of someone, you know, that they're doing super well. Um, pretty much. Uh, isn't there a stat where it's on and off kind of thing where it's like it's the plus and negative if you're on and off the bench, right? Oh, you're plus minus. Yeah, so I think that's pretty important to majority of players these days. Um, and just all around, I want to see numbers that I see that are either better than most people or pretty much like I want to see all across the numbers better than the majority of players who play the same amount of time they do. And see how they stack up. So, like, say, like, LeBron plays, like, what? how long is the game? The game is 60 minutes, right? 48 minutes. So, a game's 48 minutes. If LeBron's playing 38 minutes, I want to see who else is playing 38 minutes and see what his kind of stats kind of align with that person. To only compare to see whatever someone kind of relevant to his time and his usage. Also, I'd rather them have more minutes playing than sitting. Even though I know that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
most guys are averaging upwards of 35 minutes a game. Um, so this argument kind of, this type of argument came up on a Facebook post last night mm-hmm. that it was Sports Illustrated announcing or sharing the news that Mike Trout and his wife are expecting a baby. Um, and somebody commented on the post and he said, I hate that he won the MVP last year. Shows that it really is a popularity contest. His team finished last in the division. How valuable is he Is he on a last place team? Without him, they would have finished less than last. That's not even a sentence, but whatever. Um, and so like that's the sentiment, again, that I kind of said earlier is, how much value do you have if your team is still coming in last? And so there were a lot of replies to that um, and there were a lot of different ways Was to go. Was Seattle worse than this last year? I don't remember. But my response to that, I said, I think most of us would agree that the most valuable commodity in sports is winning. So measuring how much somebody has in a... <coughs> Excuse me. So measuring how much somebody has an effect on the wins a team has is pretty valuable. So if there was a statistic that compares how many wins one player contributes to a team compared to how many an average player would contribute, that would be a pretty telling statistic. Luckily, we have that stat. It's called war. And so in baseball, it's called war. Wins above replacement. <coughs> and so last year, the American League leader was Alex Bregman at 8.4, but it was in 156 games, and Trout's was 8.3 in 134 games. So Trout, if he had played 20 more games, he easily would have been probably up over 9. So... In that situation, Trout has the most value compared to what another player would mm-hmm. produce. Like that is the point of the war statistic is to say, how valuable is this player to his team compared to having a different player? How many wins is he contributing to his team? And so in basketball, <clears throat> I use the pro sports reference.com site for most of my things that I look up. And they have a bunch of these types of statistics. And so there there are two things. One is called player efficiency rating. And that their definition of that is a measure of per-minute production standardized such that the league average is 15. Hmm. So it's saying how productive of a player are you compared to the rest of the league. So that... That is just a sheer production yeah. value. Um, and then they have another thing called win shares, which is an estimate of the number of wins contributed by a player. Mm-hmm. And then they also have value over replacement player. So that's so where baseballs is war, basketballs is VORP, value over replacement player. Um, and that one is a little bit more difficult to quantify. So for me, the win shares and player efficiency rating are pretty high on my list. Um, in win shares, James Harden is leading at 11.3. Giannis is at 10.2. And LeBron is at 8.6. So LeBron is actually seventh, also behind Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic, and, uh, and then LeBron. In player efficiency rating, Giannis is first at 31.8. Harden is second at 29, and LeBron is 10th at 25.6. So from that standpoint, Giannis has a wide margin in player efficiency rating and a 
pretty wide margin also in wind shares, though he's behind Harden. Um, if you reduce it to wind shares per 48 minutes, Harden plays way more minutes than Giannis uh, because the Bucks keep blowing everybody out and they win by more <laughs> than 15 frequently. So Giannis, Giannis has had nine games this year where he has scored at least 30 points in less than 30 minutes, which is crazy. So if you do wind shares, wind shares per 48 minutes, comparing how productive and how valuable you are to how much time you've been on the court, Giannis is blowing everybody away in that stat, and LeBron is actually down in 15th. So for me, not only is Giannis by far the best player on by far the best team in the league, and that's usually a pretty good standard, but he's also producing at a level that is significantly higher than anyone else in the league. And so that's why I lean towards Giannis, um, because that's just... That's too much production and value to overcome compared to the rest of the league, not even just LeBron. So hmm. that's where I stand there. But, I mean, LeBron is having a great year, and we would be in a lot of trouble without him because Davis has missed a fair number of games. But Davis is third in win shares and second in win shares yeah, per 40 minutes. He's still also having a very good year, and, even if he's missing some. And Davis is third in player efficiency rating. So according to those things... Davis is more worthy of MVP votes than even LeBron, um, which is kind of funny to think about. But that's so. If there's an argument, if you have two possible MVPs on one team, then you don't have any. Like that's kind of that mm -hmm. argument. If you have two quarterbacks, then you don't have any. Like you need the most valuable player is the one guy. And so in terms of the the Bucks, Chris Middleton is 19th in player efficiency rating, and then he's not on the win shares per 48 minutes. So Giannis is not necessarily alone. You would look at the Bucks and say they have a really good all-around team because they do. Eric Bledsoe is a phenomenal point guard. Middleton is an all-star. Brooke Lopez is one of the most consistent all-around performers as a center. Um, and you got Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench. And like you, they have quality, quality players around them. So they are a really good team. There's a reason there's 52 and 9 or whatever they are now. That's one of my least favorite things right now is that people were saying that well, LeBron just has this much better team around him where it's like someone was like, LeBron has no, AD we, and our, Dwight Howard. I'm like, yeah, they're great players, but you can't just say that Giannis doesn't have good players around him too, though. I'm not listing Dwight Howard as a great player. That, no, I'm not him. saying that either. That's what the you post... That's literally third. what the post said. It said LeBron, I'm, AD, and yes, Dwight Howard. Literally, that's what the post said. Oh, I will try follow, and find it if I could. And you follow dumb things. It was someone's comment. It wasn't some some person okay. or like a legit person, but they said that, and then for Giannis' team, they're like, oh yeah, he just like... His second best player is a guy who just came from the G League. And I'm like, Chris Milton, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, so I rank Giannis and a majority of the pollers <laughs> agree with me, even though the majority was only by two. Um, so we'll have to see how it plays out. But as of right now, I think Giannis is looking for back-to-back -back MVPs. Moving on to our second topic, um, the Astros hit-by-pitch <laughs> total. So... I put the over-under at 87 because so Vegas put the over-under at 87, which in baseball, you play 162 games a year. 
So that's, that's like a lot. Ha- that's more than half. So if you get hit 87 times, that's getting hit m- more than once every two games. And that's that's a lot. Um, I'm currently looking up the leaders from last year on that. And hopefully, there we go. The the individual leader last year in hit by pitches was Anthony Rizzo. He got hit 27 times. That's um, still actually kind of surprising. I mean, it's kind of high. I need team stats. This is silly. Uh, um, so to get hit 87 times is it's a lot. So. With the over-under of 87, and we had 71 votes, which way do you think it went? Under. You think that a majority of people said that they would get hit less than 87 times? Yes, because in my opinion, I see it probably 70. Um, 49 people voted over, and 22 voted under. Wow. How many do you think? I think it's going to be over. Um the, so I finally found the page. I mean, the league leader, so in the entire major leagues, the league average was 66, and three teams got hit at least 87 times. So it's not like 87 is this crazy outlandish number. What was the, the um, high? The high was 95 by the Mets, and then the Reds got hit 89 times, and the A's got hit 87 times. How many times did we get hit? We got hit 67 times. That's and, a lot. And Houston, Houston got hit the league average 66 times. So do we think because they knew when they were coming that at they're going to get hit 21 more times based on everyone being mad at them? <laughs> Probably more now than I saw that. <laughs> so I, I think that is a legitimate. I want someone. I want them to if hit. the league leader was 95 last year, I have to imagine the Astros are going to get hit more than that. They already lead the league in how many times they've been hit in spring training. I think that. And um, have you ever played the game butts up? You know, like when you like throw the ball at the beginning of people at people, like if they miss. Oh yeah, I used to play that all the well, time. Well, I want them to do that in the beginning of every single baseball game this year, where a starting pitcher could just hit one sense. of them each time. Just pelt them and make them look like levers. So Lepers, uh, Alex Rodriguez this morning during the Yankees-Red Sox game that was on ESPN, for whatever reason, the conversation came up in the fourth inning and he was talking about it. And his words were, you cheat, you win a championship, there is no suspicion, there's no suspension, and then there's no remorse. Hmm. Um, and then he continued on that point of the remorse. And he said, that last one, that's the most important one. Hmm. Like, everybody screws up. It's how you react after you screw up, especially after you get caught. They were clearly caught. They clearly did something wrong. And it was just the overall lack of the entire organization to not to not properly acknowledge that they were wrong, apologize from doing wrong, and promise to be better moving forward. Like the Astros, for the most part, have tried to avoid it or have just been like, you know, we're just going to move past this and do what we can moving forward. We're still, our goal is to win a championship. We're still trying to work hard and move forward. It's not going to be that easy. The the number of videos that exist of fans, every chance they get, heckling every individual player that was involved and just yelling at the team about not giving the trophy back and all this stuff, 
That is going to be a mental drag that hangs on the entire season. Home games, there's going to be random away fans that come and yell at them. And definitely on the road, everyone is just going to boo them every single time and do something. Um, I definitely think I will. I'm not one of those people. I'm very vocal, so it's like. But I understand that people are going to do it, and I'm interested. I'm interested to see if it does last all season because I would be shocked if it didn't. If for whatever reason, if the Astros are like average all year and win like 80 games, then I think the story will die down later on. But if they're really bad, I think people are going to love that they're really bad. And if they're really good, people are just going to hate them even more. And so I think on either end of that spectrum. There will still be a lot going on, but if the Astros are average, then no one's going to care. But I, I don't know. Do I think they're going to get hit more than 87 times? Yes, I think they're going to get hit more than if the Mets got hit 95 times for no yeah. good reason. I think the Astros will get you. The Mets are like one of the times. worst teams too. It's like yeah, there's no, no one's reason, on purposely trying to. There's no reason that. to hit a Met. That's just <laughs> nonsense. They, they're terrible. Um, so I do, yeah. That's going to that's gonna be an over. I'm really excited this year for when season starts to see all the different signs and stuff people are going to make. I really hope that there are some creative people that go to baseball games this year and make really good things. There's something else I was going to say about that. Our season opener at Angel Stadium, um, we opened the season like two weeks into season at Angel Stadium, which sucks. We're on the road the first two, our first, first two series. series. Yeah. yeah um, but we're against, we're, we start against the Astros and then we go to Seattle. I think we're at the Rangers. No. Want to bet? Yeah, two dollars. You think it's the, you think it's the Astros and Mariners. Yep. And I, th- so what is the bet? Two dollars. That I'm right. Sure, the Astros. Yep. And, okay, we're shaking hands on it. I will not shake your left hand. I, my right hand is further away. <laughs> That's fine. You have long arms. I have okay. decent arms. So, I am going to the MLB app. Okay, that's we we're watching this in live time. It's opening. Oh, I'm definitely not logged in. That sucks. <laughs> I got a new phone and it didn't have me logged in. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were not aware for Continue these. Free app. We were Pretty not logged in. aware for these. Oh my issues. gosh! Schedule opening sequence: the 26th through 29th is at Houston. The 31st through 2nd is at Texas. Oh, huh. who said the Rangers? I did. We don't play Seattle till the end of April. You know, the the first person, or the person who told me this was wrong. Uh, that's why you should only bet on the information you know. How often, I, do, how often do I lose bets when I say, when I'm making the bet, Jake? How many times have we bet and I've lost? I, I think you've lost once. No. I have never lost a bet that the two of us have made. Because I only bet when I for sure know. And the reason I for sure know that the Angels open with those two teams is because I went on yesterday and I bought tickets to our Sunday home opener against the Astros. Because the Friday home opener was like 60 bucks, Saturday was 33 and Sunday was 17 hmm. So I bought tickets to the Sunday game. And so I saw who we were playing. You've been Venmoed. Um, <laughs> I... I want to go. I think I'm going to go opening day. I'm going to try to. That's a lot. Me and my mom normally go, so hopefully we can go. Okay. (laughs) So, on to our third topic. Our third question was, still was now focused on the Angels, that the Angels would win over or under 86 games this year. I think I put 86. 
right? I feel like the majority... No, 85. Over under 85 wins this I year. feel like the majority probably voted lower because we have a lot of angel haters. We do have a lot of angel haters. So I feel like they went below, but I definitely feel like we... I feel like we have a solid 90 games in us. You think we can win 90 games this year? Yeah. Well, out of the 76 votes... 54. 40, no, 42 were under. So, of course. So it ended up being... Does it even show a percentage? No, it probably did, but I don't have it. 42 were under, and 34 were over. So it was funny because pretty early on in the process, it was it was under. More people were voting under the entire time. Hmm. But Cody Aarons messaged me and said, oh, haters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, no. everyone hates that we have Mike Trout, and we're wasting him on See, a bad team. Shut up. Literally, they're all terrible. Um, so this is what I think. Yes. I think that will... Yeah, you know our pitching's rough, but it doesn't matter if we score 55 runs a game. So as our a, hitting is by far the best out of anyone, probably. I, um, by far. So according, we, oh. uh, according to RotoChamp.com, because <laughs> I, excuse me, I don't know. That was one of the first <laughs> things that popped up. The Bleacher Report one was right after Anthony Rendon came to us, so it was in December, so that wasn't very recent. But our projected lineup. Um, with obviously a tweak here or two, here or there, yeah, is uh, Brian Goodwin leading off, which I want. No. The other option is Lostella. Who Fletcher. would you lead off? Okay, he's not even in the... Yeah, which I hate. Fletcher should be in our starting lineup. Over Lostella? Over Goodwin. Put him in the outfield. We're not... That's what, he's literally try- that's what he's literally playing this entire offseason. And Joe Madden even said he's like our third best outfielder. Right field. This- this is me looking up uh, our depth chart. He's going to be Angels, under utility. On the Angels outfield. And his name isn't even in the top three in any of the outfield Okay, spots. well, do you want me to find the and tweet from Joe he's Madden? He's literally second at third base shortstop and second base. He's a utility player, but that's yeah, what he's playing. Okay. He's going to be, he's gonna start the year in outfield. So you think, shall we make another bet? You think he's going to have an outfield appearance before he has an infield appearance? Yes. This is a dollar. Okay. All right. You heard it here first. If David Fletcher appears in the outfield before he appears in the infield for the Angels from opening day on, I owe Jake a dollar. But if he appears in the infield first, he owes me a dollar. Because I, I definitely feel like we're going to definitely start. Lestella's going to start the first game of the year. In right field? No. Lestella's going to start second oh, base Lestella's right away. Second. Yeah. But I honestly think Fletcher will start. And right field first this game. This is that does not include injuries. So if it if there's an injury, it like so just even, all voids. So even if like, well, so right now our starting outfield is Upton Trout and Goodwin. Yes. So if Goodwin, if Goodwin or if any of those three gets hurt and he it replaces voids. them, it voids it. Just like if if I mean he's not in the list for first base, but if Lastella, Simmons, or Rendon are hurt and he subs for them, it also voids. Okay. So that okay, just so that's on the record, because otherwise it's how does DH fit? If he plays, if he starts DH, I think that's still just we wait Did until he DH at all last year. I think it's possible this year that we could have him DH. Not with Otani oh, and yeah, I was to say Otani is 100 percent healthy. No, there's, and yeah. Thice, yeah, well, he's not 100 percent healthy. He's healthy to hit. He's yeah. not healthy to pitch. Though. I think he's gonna be fine. He'll he'll pitch by May. So anyway, so assuming that. Assuming, according to the official Angels depth chart online, that we're going to go with an outfield of Goodwin, Trout, and Upton, 
and an infield of Rendon, Simmons, Listella, and Pujols. Um, the lineup looks like Goodwin 1, Trout 2, Rendon 3, Otani 4, Upton 5, Pujols 6, Listella 7, Simmons 8, and uh, catcher Jason Castro 9. So uh, 2 through 7, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about. Trout, Rendon, Otani, Upton, Pujols, Listella. I'm less excited overall about Upton and Pujols because they're not, I don't know. They still produce, but not in the way that I would like them to. Um, Pujols' OPS last year was only 721, which like, he also, Goodwin's was 770. So Goodwin also was a very hit-or-miss player. I mean, not hit-or-miss. I meant, like, he's always in the lineup kind of thing. So that, I mean, Trout's OPS is... 1068, Rendon was 958, Otani 917, Upton 813. Isn't Fletcher's very high too? He's he's not on this list. He should be. Entirely. This aggravates uh, me. Fletcher's like one of our his, best players. You think his OPS? What do you think his OPS is? I think it's pretty high. Defined pretty he high. did pretty well last year. Okay, I'm going to say probably number. roughly seven or eight. I mean, seven is not high. Okay, then eight. 734. See, I was actually pretty good with my guess. I, okay, but that's not high. I think it's at more than average. Oh, yeah? Who's, who are you going to pick for the most average player in the MLB? I'm literally <laughs> going to go to stats and go to league average stats because it usually does that. MLB average. I believe OPS. David. We are on a first-name basis. I've met him. 700 to 766 is average. He literally couldn't. He couldn't be more average. According well, then to, look at that. Because he's right in the middle. Yeah. So he's average. You said he was good. I think he's good. <laughs> I'm. I think he's a good player too. But he has the most average OPS you can have because he's right in the exact middle of the average. Does rate. that have average above average? Very good. Average and then average, good. Great. Oh, it looks like it says good right here. I'm like that doesn't make sense. Nope. What? They just skipped the word good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's insanely funny that he has the most, the exact average OPS you could I think he's have. very good defensively too, though. So, I mean. Yeah. I He's a good player. I'm fine if he starts. He just won't. Which sucks. He should. And if we trade him, I'm going to not watch the Angels all year. So, here's the other problem you alluded to. Our pitching's terrible. That's. That's kind of what I said. You know, yeah, it's okay not, if we give up six runs because we're going to put up 12 each game. I mean... I, I bet we're going to somehow... We're going to lead the league in home runs probably. We only... We have power. Rendon only hit 29 home runs last he year. He still gets... All, yeah, that's true. We're we're not 29 lead the is in, still pretty decent, isn't it? We're not going to lead the league in home runs. Okay, well, runs. We will score runs. We will get on base. We'll have a pretty good OPS. We're not necessarily You know who's one of the best players runs. with people on base? One of the best hitters with people on base? If you say David Fletcher. I'm going to say David Fletcher because I'm a... <laughs> just like with the Angels posted the other day. Sorry, this is not news about Mike Trout having a baby. This is not Mike Trout hitting a baseball, and this is not a David Fletcher update. I wonder, they should have that on base. Or putting a, or it's, let's get some in-depth stats here. Uh, player value batting? No. Runners. You said with runners on base? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is. These are the weirdest acronyms. Runs above replacement level. Runs from replacement. Wins above average. Runs better. No, just give me batting average with. Would that be in splits? Probably. Splits. We have a game right now. Splits 2019. 
Oh, that's why. Uh, as our as our internet is moving slow, a friend of the show occupied. Friend of the show, Ian Silva, got to meet Mike Trout today at his job at Goodyear Ballpark in um, I almost said San Diego in uh, I don't know where in Arizona, but close to Phoenix. Three thirty-two batting average with runners on base. Pretty good. That is pretty good. Pretty sure leads league, or if it's not leads league, it's probably top five. Dave Fletcher, come on the show. Um, I kind of have connections, but I don't know if they'll still work. Let's see if this is a stat that MLB.com will see. Probably not. Because it, it usually does runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's. I think that's what the proper term was. Oh, is that what you meant? Because I just did runners on base. Well, either one I think works, right? No, they're different. Scoring runners. position is second, third, correct? Correct. Runners, we're just do runners on, because that's what you said before. This report is taking a long time to process. <laughs> American League. That's really unfortunate that they're oh, just like no it's spring training. No, what? They because oh, it's 2020. <laughs> Come on, internet, work with me here. There we go. Oh my gosh. Nope. I need. Wow. It's listing everybody that just has. All right. So with at least 200 at bats. DJ LeMayhew, 379. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He's like 15th. That's still good pretty try. good. It's good. Still wasn't our highest player too, it's though. It's not the best, yes, but it's not the best. I mean, unless you count Jared Walsh, twenty-six at best. Well, you, yeah, so he didn't play as much. I do like Jared Walsh too, though. He's a uh, a pitcher and yeah. <coughs> a, uh, a so first update: base. David Fletcher is perfectly average. Except How dare he's a you? Good defender. How dare he's you good stop? With the runners he's on. a great person. It is, cool it is our pitching that is going to destroy us because right now Julio Tehran is listed as our ace, which is just not... He, who knows? Maybe he'll have a good year. I know, and he's not going to have a good year. You don't know that. I do know. I I think he's going to have a good year. Tehran had like two seasons where he could have been a Cy Young winner. Yeah, well, this is he we have served. Super good and just not anymore. Change of scenery, man. Those wonders for players. Like... um. Christian Yelich, when he moved over, he became way better than he was. You weren't well, yeah, but that's because Tehran's going. Tehran's going to be 29 now, which is still pretty young. I'm pretty sure that's how old Christian Yelich is. No, Yelich. Yeah, Yelich is pretty older. Pretty older. I know my English wasn't great right there. I don't know. I didn't just do that. Yelich is. Why would it not just show Yeah, why doesn't it say that right there? That's weird. 28. See? So he's close. Ha-ha. But, I'm I mean, really good at guessing ages. All right. His last year with the Marlins, he only had an 807 OPS. And mm-hmm. then he changed leagues and all the way up to 1,000. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Marlins are trash. Yeah, I think 85 is actually a really good number. You think over 90, I think roughly... I like, think 85 to 90. I think we're a wild card team. Yeah. I so think that's what we're... 
estimated to be as a wild card team, and yeah, I'm like, I still think the Astros will be the best. I still think the Astros will get up to at least 95 wins, if not more. I think the Dodgers will have the most wins. By best, but... I mean best in our division, not oh, okay. best in the league. Um, so, I think our division is a tough one. It's going to be a tough one this year. A lot of the teams are very good. Speaking of the Dodgers, our fourth topic was. Who is going to finish higher in the MVP voting in the National League, Cody Bellinger or Mookie Betts? This is so stupid to think that they're on the same team. And also, they still have players like Corey Bellinger. They still have players like Justin Turner. Um, they have great players around. Um, one quick side note before I get into this one, uh, just because you haven't pulled up the numbers yet. Um, they, there was a list today about MLB like best catchers, and I was pretty upset that Will Smith was like among the top ten catchers right now i'm like will smith has played like 10 games like he wasn't their starter last year was he no because they had y'all's money so i i was really upset that i saw him immediately in the top 10 for catchers i'm like that that's just upsetting because y'all's money was their main catcher i'm pretty sure uh will smith had 170 at bats last year that doesn't mean he had a 907 ops in those 107 at bats okay well good job will smith I don't like Will Smith because of his name Will Smith. Also, the Will Smith and the Wildcats got hurt. I don't know if he's hurt, hurt, but he got hurt during the last game. game. That's nice for you. So, what do you think the voting went? That was the one that had 69 votes. Nice. Uh, I feel like a majority. Oh, actually, probably Bellinger. It's Bellinger's team, to be honest. That's is now his side. 52 to 17. Bellinger? Yeah, it's, very yeah, it's Bellinger's team. People are the Dodger fans love Bellinger like he is sent straight from God. He's our version of Mike Trout. He's the Mike Trout that wears blue. He's our version of Mike Trout. He's their version. Okay, that's other. Okay. He he's the the blued version of him, but slightly less better. I think Mike Trout's still better, but you know they're still. I I think that Cody Bellinger is definitely. I mean, Bellinger, the number two player. In the Bellinger league. led the entire majors in more last year at nine. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that he's definitely the second best player in the league. 1035 OPS. But Betts is also a top 15 Betts player. A, Betts only had a 6.8 war, but he had a really bad start to last year. Yeah, and then I still he, think that he's still a top 15 player. He's probably a top 5 to 8 player at least. Um, but yeah, I ask that knowing that Dodger loyalists are going to go with <laughs> Bellinger, and, and I think that too. Like That's just... And Mookie is projected to be the leadoff guy for them, which I think is funny. But It is. What, mean, what's their thing, quick? Their lineup, Betts, Seeger, Turner, Bellinger, Muncy, Pollock, Lux. Like, that's really, really good. Yeah. I, I'd be okay with that lineup, too. So, um, But, yeah, over the last two, three years, Bellinger has shown that he is consistently now. I mean, I guess last year was only his third year in the league, and that he – was a major jump from the previous season when he played all 162 games. He all of a sudden had almost twice as many home runs, 40 more RBIs last year than the previous year. So, I think 2020 is going to be a good year for LA sports. A lot of gifted athletes, a lot of young names, a lot of big stars. And hopefully a possibility of Tom Brady being the Chargers. That's interesting because Betts led the league in... <laughs> when... When Betts won MVP, he led the American League in batting average and slugging and had a 1078 OPS. But the year before that, 
he hit 80 points lower batting average wise. He hit 264. So he had an 82 point jump in batting average, a 180 point jump in slugging, and a 270 point jump in OPS. So like that's crazy. And then he dropped almost 100 points, over 100 points in slugging, over 100 points in OPS. Um, and he dropped another 50 points in batting average. So, so I'm curious if something similar happens to Bellinger, especially now that he has more help. I don't know. Do you think Trout that, unquestionably saying, produces at, at a high level all the time, no matter who's in front of him? Well, do you think whatever. he's going to go down now because he doesn't necessarily have to? No, I don't think. Or do you think he's still going to be the best? I think he's still going to be the best. Good. But I that, hope that comes with a lot of bias. Um, also, congratulations. But maybe, yeah, congratulations to Trout. We're gonna have a guppy soon. I, I I like the other one where it was a uh, the goat and his kid because the kids are uh, are uh, children of no what's the word I'm thinking of are um, baby uh, kids goats are baby goats. Yep, there we go. That's the proper saying. We got there. It's okay. Um, yeah. So I think Bellinger will finish higher. Long story. Me short. too. Because Dodger loyalty. Yep. They're like, oh, this is our man. Um, to our last topic, here here's the preface, and I think we've talked about this before. So we all there's you're a group of us. You're forgetting such a good team. I'm not forgetting. I <laughs> made this clearly biased. Okay. So at the start of the XFL season, Cody, Kyle, and I all decided we were going to choose a team. They were all going to be different so that we could root for and against, etc. And so Kyle went with the home team, the L.A. Wildcats. Claws Co- up. Cody picked the Seattle Dragons because they have a pretty cool logo, and who doesn't, you know, dragons are dope. And I picked the St. Louis Battlehawks because I like, I grew up as a St. Louis Rams fan, so rooting for St. Louis is easy for me. Um, plus they have a couple people uh, in the coaching ranks that I like. So and I went King. with St. Louis, and they have Marquette King. Um so, so I posted a picture of the standings and said, who is going to be the XFL champion, the Battle Hawks, or any of the other seven teams? Well, one of the other seven teams is the Houston Roughnecks. It's still 4-0. They're in the other. And they play, they're playing very well. So I obviously was biased in saying Battle Hawks versus everyone else. Um, it pretty much looks like Tampa Bay has no chance. Tampa Bay's terrible. <laughs> Wait, they won? Yeah, huh. I don't know how. Their plus minus Wait. in touchdowns is only minus two. Oh, I don't understand they beat, that either. They beat uh, DC. Because oh, yeah. what sucks is because DC know. looked like they were going to be the best team well, for a long time. And then well, they time. went to it's LA. Four weeks. Then they went to LA and they got their butts kicked in LA. And then they got their butts kicked this week too. So I don't think they scored this week. So this week. I lost. Uh, the Battlehawks are at DC. Tampa Bay is at LA, Ooh. so we'll see how that goes. That's a win. And is it at home? Seattle is at Houston. Can we go? We're gonna. I mean, you can. It's at six o'clock. I mean, you can too. No, I can't. I have a meeting. Oh. Um. Let's look at some stat leaders over here. So our quarterback has been producing pretty well. Um, Houston's quarterback leads the league in passing yards. He's actually really good. St. Louis is his second. So did um, PJ Walker play cool in the NFL? That. I don't because he's so. good. I think Josh Johnson's pretty good too, though. But you know, 
I mean, now, but yeah, he was in the NFL 10 years ago. Um, PJ Walker went to Temple, but it doesn't show whether oh. he played in the NFL. Let me look it up. So I don't know. Uh, What's his name? Well, Philip Walker. We have two players who are in the top five in the league in rushing yards. Tampa Bay also has two players in the top five in rushing yards, so that's kind of weird. Um, but our running back, starting running back, Matt Jones, is second. And then our quarterback Matt is Jones. fifth, Jordan Tamu. Wait, that so Matt Jones, the rapper? His name is Mike Jones. Oh, same thing. Matt Jones. Um, Philip played for the Indianapolis Colts on their offseason slash practice squad from 2017 to 2019. All right. Well, yeah. So let's see. Let's Didn't Landry Jones get hurt this week? Team stuff in here. How come? Let's see some schedules and see what some scores were. Landry Jones didn't play the first week, but he's played the rest. I think he got hurt this week too. So to this point, Houston is undefeated. They're four zero. They, they played the Texas Bowl yesterday because it was two, the two teams from Texas. They were calling it that. I watched uh, like half of it. Okay. You're not doing well at this. No, the XFL <laughs> website is not doing well at this. I could probably pull up on ESPN. We're we're getting there. I want to give the XFL credit. I want to give them some uh, some internet traffic so they can log some stuff. But it's not working because <laughs> you literally can't. Oh, I, I have the that. scores from last week pulled up if you need me to yeah, talk well, about I have them now, too. So Houston won week one over St. Louis. That's our only loss was to the best team, and we only lost by four. So that's fine. Uh, we won by 20 in the next week against New York. Houston beat Tampa Bay by seven, so that's not super great because Tampa Bay's bad. Well, and then Tampa Bay beat D.C. 25 nothing. But <laughs> Houston only beat Dallas by seven. We beat Seattle by seven. Um, so I don't know. It's pretty even. <laughs> So I think that worked out. All in all, this and, is a great And league. we're in different divisions. We're in the East, and Houston is in the West. So I don't even know how the playoffs are going to look, but I'm assuming they're on opposite ends. I, I don't know if there are and playoffs. that we can meet in that. There's definitely playoffs. Do all um, the teams make it? I don't know. <laughs> there's four I teams. I don't have an answer to that question. There's eight teams. Um, let's see if it says something on the website. But at this point, it looks like it's going to be us versus them. And I am okay with that. Yeah, don't sleep on LA. I don't think we're going to find that on here. Oh, championship game. Is there only one championship game? Sign up to receive ticket information. No. Wait. Yes, let's do it. Let's go. XFL playoffs. Format. Schedule. Sure. Oh, boy. Why does There's like a website called footballschedules.com. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, there's finals. There's just finals in the divisions between one and two. And then the winners play in the sucks. championship game. What if, what if there's a tie? You know what sucks is that is a very busy weekend. So what weekend is it? Well, that's the weekend that Long Beach State is playing their sectionals tournament for Frisbee. So I'm going to be gone that weekend. But it's also the weekend that Saturday the 18th is the first Aviators home game that I can't play in because I'm going to be helping coach the Long Beach State team. And then the following Sunday is the XFL championship game, hopefully between us I say us, St. Louis. That's just how I roll. Boom. I refer to we and us frequently when referring to the teams that I root for. But Oh, part of them, so I also do that. Oh, so when I switched, I didn't say what the results were. That was the most outnumbered polling of the 
thing. I'm pretty sure everyone voted for... <laughs> there are only 60 votes, and only 13 people voted for the Battlehawks. Good. And 47 people voted for anyone else. Which, if you think about it, considering there are eight teams and there are 60 votes, that means each team should have gotten about seven and a half votes. Mm-hmm. So if we got 13, that means we took all the votes from somebody else. So, I don't know. For those of you that voted for anyone else, I don't know how many of you are voting for Houston or other teams, but... I highly endorse you checking out one of the games, if only to see how the rules are different, because the kickoff rule is very entertaining. All the, of it is fun. The extra point rule is very entertaining. So good. And it's it's worth a watch. Is it the quality of the NFL? No. Obviously, the best players in the world play in the NFL, so you yeah. are watching second-rate talent. And that isn't to say these guys are terrible. They're just clearly not NFL players. They're way better than Jake or I could do out there. <laughs> They're way better than most college that you would see because these are professionals. It's fun. And so it's still fun to watch. It is just a little weird watching football while baseball is getting started, while basketball and hockey I like are in it. full swing and getting ready for their own playoffs and stuff. It's a nice, fun option to have on the side. I record the Battlehawks games and, and watch them fast-forwarding through a lot, and it's entertaining. It is. I enjoy it. It's definitely like the B League, but it's fun. It's like, you know, watching a Clippers game. <laughs> Having a legitimate conversation, and then you go and throw something stupid in. Uh, I found a really funny meme you're going to enjoy. Oh, boy. For the record, I don't actually enjoy most memes. I know. It's been rough. <laughs> I'm, like, very meme And so, like, when I show so him memes, and sometimes I don't get a response, it's kind of like, cool, I'll just kick this rock, I guess. As our quick notes to end, I did watch Milwaukee versus Miami last night, and... I want to say the game was entertaining. It wasn't super entertaining, but it was, I want to say, hotly contested. Miami played really good defense. Giannis only scored 13 points. Miami's Giannis looked like good. he wasn't doing anything. Miami has been playing, I think, better than a lot of people thought they would. Uh, Jimmy I think Butler they're good. Is playing they really well. And Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler didn't even do anything last night either. Like, Giannis didn't do anything, and it was obvious, and the team suffered for it. Jimmy Butler didn't do anything. And it didn't matter. Who's that guy, like Draco? <laughs> Goran Dragic. I like him. He hit three threes in a row at one point. Electric. At the end of the third quarter. Just like the he white was, guy from uh, Indiana. I like that guy, too. He was also involved in a mild kerfuffle in the fourth quarter because... I don't went, like that you used that he, word. He brought... He had the ball in the... Uh, like, along the baseline, about 20 feet away from the basket. And he swung his arms through on George Hill... So Hill's arms were in the way when Dragic came up, so that gets called for a foul a lot of the times. So Dragic jumped, and as he jumped, he raised his knee as part of his jump, oh, and man. his knee hit Hill <laughs> right in the nuts. I, I like, remember hearing that. Yep. So bad. So Hill just crumbles. Dragic looks at the ref like, what the heck, I got fouled. The play continues. Milwaukee takes the ball. They go down court. They lose it. So Miami gets the ball, and they come running back down court. And I forget who attempts a shot. But as they're coming back, Dragic turns and he's because he didn't make it all the way back down on D. So now he's like coming back to help on offense. And he he saw Antetokounmpo was like sprinting down court to come try to score. And oh, or no, I was on thinking, defense. No, on defense. Yeah, I got confused with Antetokounmpo and all Victor Oladipo. <laughs> so Giannis <laughs> is coming down court to help on D, and Dragic sees him and intentionally goes and gets in his way. And Giannis, in a split second, is like, oh, get in my way. And you see Giannis, like, lower his shoulder into Dragic's back. Now, here's the thing. 
Giannis is a Greek god. Like, <laughs> Giannis literally. is literally so he's big. He's Greek and he's massive. He is the Greek version and, of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And so when he hits you, that's a lot. <laughs> and so so Dragic like, gets in his way and slows down on purpose. And Giannis looks like he lowered his shoulder on purpose to be like, you shouldn't have done that. Dragic goes flying. Like Giannis is just upright. And Giannis, so, Dragic goes flying along the ground. Meanwhile, George Hill's still on the ground in the corner, writhing in pain. Because so this is all within like five seconds. It's, it, yes, <laughs> it's a very short amount of time. So then Dragic, now Dragic is on the ground on his back looking up at Giannis like, what the heck? Like he has just been wronged. And I'm like, Dragic, you went in his way on purpose. Like that's on you, bro. So I'm like, but then Giannis instantly, he like goes over and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like okay. he's looking at him, apologizing and going to help him up. And Dragic is looking at him like super confused and upset. I was like, you are all acting. You are all faking <laughs> this so much. Dragic should not be confused say, why? as to why he's on the ground. Giannis should not be apologizing or helping him yeah. up. Meanwhile, Hill is still on the ground <laughs> in pain. It was a disaster. So I'm not super well-rounded in basketball rules, but with Giannis like, clearly lowering, the, lowering his shoulder and stuff like that, why isn't that a technical foul? They didn't... I'm trying to think. Because I know in my opinion, I think that kind of should be, right? Because the... If you're lowering like, your shoulder, you have intent of hitting. Like, <laughs> based on how crazy that whole play was, like they, I don't remember if they went back and reviewed anything, but it wasn't like it was like a split second. Like yeah. you could, you could interpret that as him, like, oh, there's somebody in my way. I'm protecting okay. myself. Um, but not I think, maliciously. But I shoulder. think he had a split second of like, I'm going to lower my shoulder to protect yeah. myself, and because I don't mind hitting him hard. So that was, it was. That moment, I knew it happened before I started watching the game, so I spent the whole game waiting, waiting for, for it because I didn't know when it was coming, and it happened in the fourth quarter. But it was like right after that play that Miami scored a bit more. They have this guy, Bam Adebayo, who oh, was the an guy, all-star. Oh, the all-star guy. He's, yeah, he's great. He is pretty big and athletic and great too. So I'm very intrigued to see what Miami will do. Um, the Lakers-Pelicans game was very good as well. The one with Pat McAfee as the yeah, intro, which is fantastic. They only Pat showed McAfee, his intro fan. of Zion. I didn't see. The oh, intro I saw. Of the rest. Um, I can find the rest for you. It, it's on his Twitter. Twitter. It's pretty good. Um, he, their center, he calls him like eight feet tall, which I don't oh, think I he did, is. I did see that. Um, no, nobody in the league is calls Lonzo. Says uh, started out in L.A., but he's finding his zone here, and it was really good because of the like zone. Get it? Yeah, get it. Got a good. Um, so. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Jack Prescott doesn't deserve big money. That's all. Okay. <laughs> so be on the lookout for more polls. Uh, that was fun. Again, send, like, comment. If yeah. you see a message and you want input. Maybe I'll post some this week. Put it put it on there, and we will read what you say. If you have something to say about a topic, we'll share it. We want this to be interactive. We yeah. stopped doing the live thing because that just was complicated. Plus, I, um, I'm not wearing that nice of clothes right now. So just write us some comments, leave us some notes, send us some messages, comment and say, hey, put this on the program. And we will. We'll do it. We'll shout your name out. Cody didn't even do that on purpose. He just commented and I included it in the show. That's Angels win 11-7. to 7. It's spring training. Who cares? All right. Signing off. I'm Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Bomber. Have a fantastic week.